Hey, coming up on today's podcast, seems like Sony and Honda are going to team up for a uh, for a product that you probably will like, and it involves another automaker as well. And our good friends over at Bugatti are going to offer something with two wheels instead of four wheels. We'll get into a little bit about that. A new baby Jeep. I don't even like the name of that, but whatever. Seems like there's a new little critter going to be running around maybe next year. Um, speaking of Jeep and Stellantis, Stellantis uh, seems to not be too immune to the uh, the layoffs as well. The workforce is uh, giving them a little trouble. Um, all in the midst of how car loans have reached an all-time high, for the payment, that is. Uh, and the, uh, the Chinese have apparently banned Tesla from a certain town. All that coming up right after this. Welcome into the podcast. I think episode like 126 or something like that. I got my good friend and co-host Keith over there with a little special guest over there. Hey, Sideshot. How are you, pal? Hi, I'm good. How are you? Good. Welcome back, man. It's been a while. It would have been funnier if you had just went straight to him and ignored me, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, I kind of did, you know. <laughs> good to have you back, man. So you're out of school? Yeah. Awesome. Awesome, man. I'm kind of out of school, too. You he's know, a good so. interview. He's going to give you, like, one-word answers. Yeah? Yeah. I like Fine. that. That's easy. That's easy. Fine. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's got a lot to look forward to soon, so there you go. Um, several months off and, and uh, get suspended with uh, you guys. So there you go. So um, uh, two things. Hey, everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, hey, everybody. Good, good to talk to you all, and you, mm-hmm. you as well, Jay. If you we as well? make it through this podcast without one of the two of us slapping the other one i mean side shot here with me. <laughs> uh, or without him pushing a button and crashing the show it will be a miracle see it's already game on did you see that's that? okay you're hey you're uh you're the one over there antagonizing so there you go i'm i see this on camera most of you out there in our audience in our podcast audience are not seeing the shenanigans that tend to go on with these two um it just kind of happens you know, it's just the way it works. Uh, I got a pretty but, good dang old idea what's going on. I tell you what, man. It <laughs> yeah, but I tell you what, man. Come on, let's tell you I know what. It's, back it's door, lower man. for you, but I've had to dial it down, or it comes in to the actual. Oh, that's cool. So it's uh, I can hear it just fine. It's good. I love our, I love to get our Boomhauer shoutouts. Uh, good stuff, man. Whoa, we've got a busy schedule, both of us. Um, I've been traveling. You're going to be traveling. You got some 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 remote locations that you're going to be uh, hopefully chatting with me. Um, you're going to be out on assignment, which is going to be fun for you and uh, the rest of the the folks in your crew. Yeah, I don't mind saying we're going to Yosemite. Um, yeah. Hope to be there next week. Hope to make it through the Bay Area without getting mugged uh, or peed on. Yeah, that would be uh, ideal. Um, We're going to do some, uh, you know, uh, hope to spend Independence Day watching fireworks over the San Francisco Bay and um, 
uh, yeah, oh great you, yeah you, go before the fires start yeah right yeah right yeah and uh, so speaking yeah. of that I, th- I think that you're gonna you're gonna really enjoy it because we you know the west coast has been kind of cool yeah kind of wet um you know we are just now experiencing a little warmer weather um the weather outlook for the next 15 days looks to be dry for us which is not good but we've had an abnormally wet winter and spring right in fact i traveled over the uh, the pass over uh, to the lovely little town of winthrop and twisp over in eastern washington like a candy bar. Uh, yeah well it's actually uh well it is a candy bar uh for those who like to have beers um ah. so lots of beers over in that area that is in the old the methow valley uh, beautiful part of the, the this this the state, so you have to go over the Cascade Loop over uh, Washington Pass, uh, which is right around six thousand feet, and there was still a ton of snow up there. They barely got the roads cleared. Um, they did in late May, but then they got more snow, so we couldn't go then. So we were kind of a makeup trip. That's why we went, and uh, it was kind of cool. It was good, fun. I think uh, we'll be on the southern side of that Cascade Range. Uh, also towards the end, we're going to spend a couple days at Crater Lake. Uh, Ooh, that'll be fun. Yes, you will be. Actually, yeah, it'll be the, um, yeah, that's just before it transitions into what they call the Sierra Nevadas, correct? Beer. What? <laughs> beer, yeah. Yeah, right. right. So, Don't, yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'll take beer names for 500, Alex. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, so good, man. Glad you, glad you guys are traveling. There's a lot, lot going on in our worlds, both of our worlds. Um, you know, not to mention that we're we're definitely we're in at SEMA. I think we've kind of been uh, hitting that drum quite a bit lately. But just to confirm, we are in. We will be there. So it's not that we're trying to drum up the attention. We are, but it's not yeah. like we're trying. It's that we're both so excited because it is uh, just kind of like what you said. The candy bar at, there for at Winthrop or yeah, you know, Beers. beer lovers. It seems as the same thing for auto enthusiasts, right? There's just so many great pieces of eye candy thing, reveal unveilings, all of it. I, mm-hmm. What was your favorite thing from last year? I love the Toyota unveiling. I am still thinking about that Tacozilla as well. I, I, I really enjoyed the direction that Toyota has taken with their um, overlanding investment, uh, what they're doing with their TRD. Uh, and off-road um, trucks, I think it's great. Uh, I think it says, you know, speaks loudly to their commitment to that, and they're listening to their consumers because obviously the Taco and the uh, Tundra are two of the most popular vehicles that people like to uh, take off-road. So, um, I'm going to mention one other thing while we're drumming up attention here. Yes. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. for, for those of you that are joining us on the podcast side, thank you. We are going to get to a segment here uh, shortly. Jay mentioned it in the intro that um, I, I feel like you guys are kind of plotting against me here. Jay thought of this. He found it and he's like been pushing me to, you know, he's an enabler, as they say. Yeah. <laughs> and when you you already caught wind of what the story is about, it's something to do with Bugatti. But uh mm-hmm. We're going to have a serious heart-to-heart conversation here about that. Um, there is a sub $1,000 Bugatti uh, branded device that we're going to talk about. And this is potentially going to be an expensive conversation, but just stay tuned, everybody. We'll see what happens. 
Ooh, Ain't my yay. fault. Ain't my fault. <laughs> yeah, so uh, speaking of trade shows, Keith, and we, we hit on this last year after the fact, and we're very aware of the direction the automotive industry is heading and has been heading quite heavily and growing exponentially over the last course of the last year, specifically with um, uh, electric cars coming out. But we're, we're probably going to have, have to end up going to CES um, as well, I think. Yeah, I've been thinking that too. Do you know what CES is? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And uh, I, I feel wish. like now that's in, uh, it's January or February? It's in January, yeah. And, and I, I've already got a crew assembled, by the way. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, just look at the last year. Um, there were major automotive manufacturers that revealed at CES. Uh, Correct. And, and that's kind of probably yeah. part of the reason you're suggesting it. Yeah, I, I think that and it's just, you know, our, you know, what yeah. we're going to get into, we're going to be discussing here momentarily. Um, we'll, and you'll understand that connection, the relationship that I'm trying to bring forth here yeah. and, and kind of frame for you guys out there, our listeners. First of all, before we start getting into this stuff, I'd like to take a second to thank everybody out there who's been listening to us. It means the world to us. We really appreciate it. Uh, this is like really great therapy for Keith and I. We love talking this stuff. And we also enjoy just doing this stuff together. We have a blast with it. But thank you guys so much. We're growing. Uh, if you are not um, by chance um, uh, subscribe to our podcast, you can go to uh, partscountyguru.com, uh, hit the podcast links. It's, you know, we're over on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google, Google Podcasts, you name it. We're on every single platform out there. There's probably some we're missing, but we'll get to those too. So I'm going to sweeten the pot a little bit, Jay. Do that. A little play on words here. Re remember go. this, everybody. I'm going to sweeten the pot. Okay. All right. So we're trying something. We haven't done this in a while. Um, we're going to start doing more of these. And there's a couple reasons for that. We've got a web store that's about to go online. Did you know that? No. Okay. Well, no, look at that. He's like, ooh, Great. merch, huh. right? Uh, <laughs> we've got, and we've got some stuff uh, as we've been partnering with some affiliates that we have just product to give away. So we're going to do some of that. So this one is going to be aimed at our podcast audience. So here's, here's what you do, everybody. Um, you're going to probably see a clip of this or an audio clip of this somewhere on social media because Jay's real good about that. And uh, we use a we use a service to do that. Uh, what's it? Audio burst, whatever. Yeah, audio burst. Yeah. And so here's what here's what you can do to be entered to win. No purchase necessary. Um, got a product here. Again, gonna sweeten the pot. This is for this is for all you. It's really more of a man gift, but you know, if you're one of the ladies listening, you want to give it or give yeah. it for yourself. Uh, Jay, have you heard of poo-pourri? I have. I, okay. I own some myself. So we're big fans. Uh, this is a set of poo-pourri. It's called the oh. Master Craftsman. Oh, my. That's that's awesome. It comes in a little, for those of you listening, it comes in a little uh, faux toolbox. Um, it's got two or three bottles in it. It's got some little travel bottles that you can take with you. And... Um, Dang it, man! Am I excluded from that from yeah, the contest? Yeah, well, you know, if I see the, uh, you know, like TV movie, you know, if John Luke Picard signs up five or six times, I'm, you're you're going to be outed. But I could have used that just this morning. Actually, here's what so. you do, everybody: just respond on the social media where you see this clip or listen to this clip, and and go over to our website, partscounterguru.com, sign up for the podcast, subscribe to our podcast. 
Uh, there's every link under the sun out there uh, from Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, you name it. We have a podcast tab at the top of our website, again, partscounterguru.com. And just come back to social media, leave us a note, tell us you subscribed, and we'll pick a winner, and you'll get the Master Craftsman Poopery set. We'll send it out to you. And, uh, That's essential, man. Yeah, Especially I did say when you're sweetening the pot, did I not? You, you did say sweetening the pot, and when you're when you're RVing, <laughs> um, you know, and you're in an RV and kind of closed quarters, this is going to come in really handy it's, for it's you. So tank I can, friendly, by the way. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, yeah. Yep. You, you know what I rate this? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. So that's fantastic. And again, to reiterate to everybody, thank you so much. If you are subscribed, if you're not, please make sure you do. Head on over to youtube.com forward slash parts kind of gurus and get subscribed to our YouTube channel. We are almost about, we're, we're very close to hitting another milestone. And it, this is so fun to watch the exponential yeah. growth that we have going on on our YouTube channel. Um, we really, really, really do appreciate it. So make sure you get on over there and subscribe if you're well, not. And, and tell people. You know, people may not realize. I think everybody sort of big, has done the math and, and, and somewhat equates, you know, the more subs you have, the more monetization you get off of commercials and ad revenue and all that. And that's true. But it also enables us to go to more of these shows like CES yeah. because those things are big budget and Vegas hotels ain't cheap. And it helps uh, basically up our production game to go to more of those shows. So you're, you're helping us help you help us. Speaking of speaking of helping us, do we still have our Patreon link up on our website? Uh, we still have it. I would be happy to somehow start linking to that in our regular content for those of you that want to directly support the show. Uh, that's another way you can do that's stuff a, like a dollar a month and just do a subscription. Just just help us out a little bit. That's yeah. um, you know because we're do, again we're doing this on our own dime. Um, however, we've been fortunate enough to gain a lot of um, listeners and uh, viewers, and our growth has been nice. And so we're um, we're kind of helping pay some of those bills. But yeah. we're, we want to we want to go further. We want to get deeper. We'd like to go to Germany, go to Auto Mechanica or somewhere yeah. like that, and bring you that live coverage some someday. So hopefully and that look, can happen. If you're gonna, you know, if you're gonna pick somebody, it's PBS or us, and we're way better than PBS. Exactly. So yeah, bring me. With you <laughs> soon, soon. You know, there's that school thing, right? Uh, most of the trade shows don't happen in in the summertime. Most, some do. When is Auto Mechanica? Do you know? Um, I want to say that it's it's mid year. It was in Dubai mm -hmm. in 2018. I know. Uh, at the end of May. So it's I think it's mid mid year every year depends on where it's at. All right. Um, but I would prefer to go to Auto Mechanic in Germany. That's the one I want right. to I want to hit up. So just because uh, it's Central Europe and, and, and German beer. But hey. absolutely. I got to so go where the beer's at. So you're probably a couple three years away from being able to do these. You know, there is that kind of adult factor. Some of these places we go to uh, you see some stuff. So, yeah, yeah. You'll get it. You'll get it. So, hey, uh, so anyway, you know, we were talking about CES earlier, Keith. And, yeah, you know, yes, Jay. <laughs> so you would say, hey, so why in the world would two automotive guys ah. that have a podcast might like to go to CES? Yeah. Why? Well, why would, why would two automotive guys that have a podcast like to go to? Oh, wait, you're talking about us. Us. Yes. Us. Us. Yeah. The Consumer Electronics Show is is has turned out to be not only just a consumer electronics show about consumer electronics, 
Um, the direction the automotive industry has that has gone into over the last five years heavily mm -hmm. um, has revealed to most everyone out there the need for um, uh, mobilization of electronics having that interaction with your vehicle uh as we all know we have a we, we all have cell phones that 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 will connect directly uh via the onboard systems uh, so that you can add your contacts call people while you're driving hands free listen to music whatever maybe you got a couple of kids in the back on video that are streaming videos back there side you know, shot just all, got a new piece of tech yesterday want to hold it up for the camera there it is. I, I can actually put a link to this. Hold it right nice. in front of my face. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. That's good. Is that a, That's yeah. good content creation. Is that a Fitbit? <laughs> it is. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, he worked for it. He <laughs> more or less bought it, paid for it with his own good. earned funds. And we weren't ready for a 12-year-old to go full on Apple Watch yet. But uh, Yeah. Fitbit's got, good. Yeah. We can put a link yeah. to it. It's... Uh, the one review that he read um, that I would just take issue with is they didn't mention that there's a little bit of a kid restriction on it. You have to kind of figure out a way around. I but, think you're uh, going to have that uh, on just about any any device that might interact with, say, some socials or if there's data right. required to personalize your and, usage. So and it makes we, sense. We watch that closely. We we're not the wild west here in this house with uh, you know. <laughs> right. Anyway, your your mobile connected life, Jay. Back to you and CES. Yeah. Yeah, back so here we go. And Keith and I discussed this, and you guys can go back to our 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 channel over on YouTube at youtube.com forward slash sparks kind of guru and take a look at that video. We talked about Sony and their involvement a few years ago or a couple of years ago where they made an announcement they were going to be coming out with a vehicle. Mm -hmm. Um and they did bring out a couple of years ago at CES, uh, I think it was their SV01 or something like that was the first um, prototype of their, um, yeah, excuse me, the Vision S uh, EV. Yeah. Um, and then now there's the Vision S02. Uh, that was the 01. This is the 02 that they just announced. But the bigger part of this story is not that Sony is dipping their toes into the pool of electric vehicles. It's who they're partnering up with. Um, Honda and Sony have partnered up, uh, and they will be producing, um, a, a, you know, electric vehicles in a joint venture. And this makes total sense, Keith. Absolute total sense. We said this. I was like many times the, the last podcast. I think we were talking about Honda and how they kind of fallen behind a little bit in the. That electrification mobility game, you know, they don't have EVs. They don't have the con they don't have a hat to throw in the ring against, say, a Tesla, right? That's right. They don't. And um, you know, look, it, it Sony Sony doesn't they 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 don't know how to build cars. That's not their their forte. Okay, they I'm sure can can gain the technology. Uh, and the knowledge through trial and error on their own if they want to do that. And I think they've tried some of that. But as we have reported on in the past, Ford and GM have partnered with, with others for that electronic um, connectivity, the software side of, of that industry going into these things, and even hardware in a lot of cases. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, 
you know, Sony is big into the visual aspect, as we all know. Um, so they're heavy into LiDAR and all of these, these um, visual sensors. Um, so it's a no-brainer for Honda to say, okay, sure, Sony. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll help you get your car off the, off the assembly line if you help us get our car off the assembly line. But there's a third player in this. And as I dug deeper into this, it, you know, GM with their Ultium battery platform um, has really piqued the interest of a lot of the players out there that, that don't have that technology yet. Um, GM's Ultium battery platform is actually cutting edge to a degree and is going to allow them to expand their automotive uh, offering, their EV offering over a large number of different types of models. Um, where they can dictate how much range, which range is a bigger deal than anything, I think, for most people. Um, they're going, they're partnering up with Honda. They're part of this as well. Honda has partnered up with GM. So I think what you're going to have as a result is going to be a, a, a Honda, GM, Sony vehicle. Um, and th it still remains to be seen whether the Sony vehicle will be a Honda kind of a mixture platform or if 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 honda is just basically helping them develop their technology so that they can have their own platform but either way gm and honda are showing sony how to do this and in turn sony is working with honda and helping them with the connectivity it makes sense yeah so here let's get into some here's some nuts and bolts details everybody and side shot tell me how much of this you knew so for, first of all Honda announced, I think it was last year, that they're going to try to go all EV and or fuel cell by 2040. Right. So they're about a decade later in their plans than, say, GM has, has pushed for in 2030. Uh, this company is a 50-50 partnership. So Sony and Honda each have 50% ownership. Yep. The top, top executive belongs to Honda. And then the number two in charge will belong is a, is a, is a Sony executive. Okay? Right. Um, and this is a big deal. Yes, very big deal. Yasuhide Mizuno is the CEO, mm -hmm. and the Sony executive vice president Izumi, oh boy, Kawanishi. Kawanishi, thank you. Yep, is mm -hmm. the president and COO. So they're gonna they're gonna split duties. Now I think it would be foolish to not leverage Honda's existing dealer. Um, network right like in the mm -hmm. especially here in the yeah. united states to get those cars out in front of the public quickly sure and i think that's again that's something that we're noticing with a lot of these startup companies where they're partnering up with existing platform mm -hmm. developers um to where they can they can get to the market quickly otherwise they're it would be years before they can right. get out there and even and, and potentially not even make it to the market yeah um and uh, this is this is, man. Th there's so much that you know. It's that I'm fascinated by. I'm very curious to see how this is going to play out in terms of. I, you know, there's been lots of attempted partnerships by large corporations that have existed independently for a long time that have not gone well because these guys can't get along. They can't play nice together. You know, right. uh, Anheuser-Busch and Kerrig partnered on a Drinkworks machine that I loved that was killed a year after it went into production. And the rumor mill is just full of infighting. Like, those two companies just couldn't get along. It was a great product. Right. 
Right, um, right. Well, that's that's kind of that's too bad when you have that. Yeah. You know, unlike where the price demands where whether it will sell or not. Also, I think we've run into that with some technology in the past where the equipment was fantastic. You wow. turned me on to it. It was an audio device that, that you and I both love. That was um, a Bluetooth type device. Yeah. Um, Sony's that, got the, the the Sony's got the electronics manufacturing that's right. experience in place, and they can help mm-hmm. keep those electric components or electrical components manufacturing and production costs down for Honda. And they already have the tooling and the development skills mm-hmm. in that sector of the industry yep. that they can quickly test and put to test and then bring to market. Um, because they already have the equipment, the technology, and the uh, the brains behind it in order to go quickly to market. And that's so. Here we were two years ago, going, "Where's Honda and Toyota right. and all this stuff?" Well, they've been kind of smart, sitting back, watching everybody else make knee jerk moves. And speaking of one being Lordstown, we can't go without bringing up Lordstown. <laughs> Um, that has yet to bring an electric truck to the market. Um, I wish them well. And I, if Lordstown fans, if you guys are listening, if you got some info on what's going on, let me know, and we'll 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 definitely talk about it. But as as of late, I haven't heard Jay, anything. Okay. Yes. Yes. First commercial EV production truck. I, I'm not sure where you're getting your information. Well, that's Rivian. That's Rivian, man. No, no. Lordstown said it was them. I don't think so, pal. <laughs> they Matter of fact, the they si- lie about that. They, they the Cybertruck is as lagging as they have been in this. Still may beat they Town. still may yeah. beat Lordstown, based so, on what Elon has said lately. Wouldn't so. it be interesting if Honda has knowledge of something in the works at Sony right now that is a second-generation uh, power platform, like a solid-state battery platform or something like that? And they've said together, let's produce this in a Honda branded vehicle. Right. All the while using the GM Ultium battery platform to build the EVs. While they ramp up their next gen whatever, right? Yeah. You know, and like I said, with what what GM is doing, uh, they can wirelessly manage those those battery cells Mm -hmm. uh, in a manner that that even Tesla can't do right now, and they're limited to uh, their capacity. So... I do think that GM is, has certainly come out smelling like roses when it comes to the battery platform because range is the, the only thing I think people seem to kind of want to get hooked up on, range, 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 and uh, weight, all those sorts of things, right. and right. you know, stuff like that. And it's going to come out, I, again, we say it time and time and again, the battery technology that we are talking about today is going to be different even in six months from now. Guarantee you that. Make sure you come back and subscribe to this channel to listen to that We Told You So video when that comes out. Right? Yep. So. I feel like, yeah, I feel like it. I, so, I uh, feel it coming. So congrats to uh, to Sony for finally getting their toes in the pool. Um, I think that uh, Honda is definitely a, a big enough player in the automotive industry that that really uh, speaks volumes to me. Um, we're going to be talking about Sony next summer. Guaranteed. If not sooner. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Wow. Just so much to talk about, Keith. I tell you, a side shot. You know, um, there's always automotive news. Yeah. And 
you know, even Bugatti, Bugatti, even being the VIP vehicle that they are, they still get a lot of press coverage. You know, I mean, yeah. the average person cannot afford one of those things. No this but, video, this segment, you guys, is just going to be, it might be the most painful video segment I've ever done. Okay, so. Go ahead and just put that on record. Yeah, okay. Well, let's let's just get right to it. You ready? Sure. But it'll work. Have you have you revealed it yet? You want you? you He's want, looking I, at a I picture of it right here, it. sort of. Okay, He's so at the headline. So, the new story is, and uh, if you're a Costco member, this will be very useful to you. So, pay attention, Costco members. Um, Bugatti now has a uh, a two wheeled, run flat tires, um, scooter uh, that. Uh, has the Bugatti name on it. Bugatti has uh, has has authorized it and uh, are allowing Costco to sell this through their their chain of warehouse stores out there. And uh, you can get this thing for as uh, little as nine hundred and twenty dollars. What do you think about that? Bugatti scooter. He's right. looking at pictures of it here. Um, it looks like they. I can see it in three different you colors. Half and half. You want to go see? Yeah. I knew. So this is, I knew we we're not even two minutes into this, and then the negotiations have started. Right. There's a few colors. Uh, there's red, um, but there's uh, agile blue and silver. But it's only on Bugatti Scooters NA.com website, and it's twelve hundred dollars over there for the for getting it directly from Bugatti. And I think that that's that's kind of a planned thing by Bugatti. Yeah, it's a special um, right? Give yeah, absolutely. Um, give Costco their their. Um, now I will say this: I've been into Costco and I look for a display, and it, I do not see any on display uh, yet. It would be it, yeah, it'd be shipping only. Now, I, as I go and look at their website right now, it is not on Costco's website. No, you have. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, I don't know where this is going to go. We're, we're going to find that link, and we're going to put that link on there. Um, but anyway, it's, it's, it says it no longer is Bugatti strictly for millionaires. Oh, um, no, just found it. Just found it. Uh, did you? Yeah, move your hand, side shot. Uh, $919. Uh, wait, everybody. Oh, now but, this is but, weird. If, if, but, it in, but it includes shipping and handling, too, by the way. You click on the link, though, and then it... it it, so it, okay, let me try to do a better job of explaining I this. I can say this. You click on the little picture of the scooter with like the name under it. It's in the search results. Yes, when you search for it and when you click on it, you know how it's supposed to bring up maybe more pictures of it and mm -hmm. details and options and buy now or add to cart or whatever. It's just like this product does not exist. Yeah, so pretty good observer. So we're gonna have to get back to that. Um, and they said, by the way, it's black is the, is the color that they will be selling at Costco, not okay. red. So I stand corrected there, but if you want the blue, the agile blue and silver, you can go to Bugatti scooter na.com. Have you tried that site? No, we'll hit that, uh, next here in just a second. Now, when we brought this up, you and I talked about this yesterday, Jay, and the initial specs, it's like, yeah, that's kind of average scooter stuff. Like like Sideshot has a uh, what what model Segway do you have? It's a two wheeled kick scooter. It's electric. Um, it's like it's a nice one. It was a Christmas. It's like a Segway nine bot, like 
seven or it's, nine. It's got cruise control. It's got oh, wow. it's a really high end. Like you can change all the lights and make it disco ball yeah, but underneath. It, but it's that. but it's not a Bugatti. It'll do what? What's the top speed? Fifteen. Fifteen. So this one will do eighteen and a half. Mode. Yep. Um, range is about the same as yours, although you can strap an extra battery on. Is here. this is this correct on the weight though, Keith? Uh, it says the frame is made from a magnesium alloy and has a maximum weight capacity of two hundred forty-two pounds. Yeah, that's. Yeah. And it only weighs thirty-five pounds. That's is that right. right? Yeah, that's right. That's about average okay. for, for most of them. Now, and it folds up just like everything else. Which, seems like where this is ridiculously cool is number one those run flat tires that you mentioned. Although yep. I don't know how you're going to source those after you go through your first pair. I somebody's got to make them. I'm sure. And you got it. The yeah. projected logo on the ground in the <laughs> yeah. LED lighting, where yeah. it projects the Bugatti logo behind you. That's awesome. That's ridiculous. It is. And you get 20 to 25 miles range out of this thing. Yeah. Is that about, I mean, that's, yeah, yeah, is that's, that about average? Uh, it's about five miles further than most. But again, like on his Segway, if you strap on a second battery pack, you'll get 40 miles. So I, you know, I love, I, I do love, though, how the rear end of this thing, the taillight, it's how it's like it's looks like a yeah. Bugatti. It's just, it's awesome. I, I love how they took that. And then, of course, they're showing the three different colors here, the uh, uh, agile blue and the silver uh, and the black. So I'm, I'm now on that Bugatti website that you sent me to. Uh, yep. It's got a, a lot of more details. It's oh, got a, it has a bell. It has a safety bell, little ding ding bell. Um, it's a 10.4 amp hour, 36 volt lithium ion battery. Uh, do they have the option to buy it here, though? I don't see that. So this may be coming soon. I mean, it's yeah. clearly either about to be for sale or they're just out of stock. Yeah. Regardless of that, folks, if you want to get one of these for, for, for yourself or just to say you've got a Bugatti, which that's probably what I would do. I would probably I buy one of these. The I just yeah. got a Bugatti just just to have that. And then when someone comes over, I show them my scooter. Yeah. But um, we'll make sure that we have some links, some active links that are working and and um, where you can go buy Click that. And remember, you, you have to be a Costco member to buy from Costco online. So that is a annual uh, membership fee if you're not already. You'd be crazy not to have a Costco membership right. and, anyway. And we did confirm here that you can get it from Bugatti on right. that website that we'll put a link to, but it, like Jay, like Jay said, it's $1,200. So it's yeah, quite a bit so more than more. the more, yeah. price, right? Yeah. Yeah. But wouldn't you like to have a invoice from Bugatti for your Bugatti instead of a Costco? I mean, just kind of, I'd pay 300 I mean, bucks for, yeah. for that. Hey everybody, please make sure you subscribe to the uh, program so that uh, we can go out and yeah, no, I'm, no. We, well, we'll do a review on it. So just please uh, subscribe. Yeah, sure. yeah. 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 We'll do a review on it. So, I don't know when you're getting that side shot, but it sounds like you're getting it. Oh, no. There would be no. Now, <laughs> let me ask you a question. Um, man, he's already, like, at my heels all the time for my e-bike. Uh, if, not, I'm not saying we would do this, but if we were to go after one of these, would you be willing to sell your Segway? Mm -hmm. No, he's not even hesitating, man. It's a and Bugatti. surrender partial ownership so we would have to share it. Yeah. That means you would technically not own one. Uh, you would not be 100% owner of any scooter anymore. Well, who said I had to sell the other one? I'm just theoretically asking. 
Hey, Strad man, just wait, buddy. We're gonna have we're gonna have. Uh, you pull up next to yeah. I, yeah, there you go. We'll do a Strad man video. What do you think? <laughs> pull up. We'll next reach to him out. With the scooter with the helmet. Yeah, on. we'll reach out to him. See if we can do that. Little yeah. Mike Bell. Yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll get the Strad man. Strad man. By the way, if you want to come onto our show, we're we'd love to have you, man. So make sure you uh, reach out to us at partskindaguru.com. We will. We would love to talk to you. We'll be at SEMA, so come by and see us. We saw your car last year, so there you go. Wow. So that's cool. I, I yeah, I, I'd love to have a Bugatti. Yeah, you um, keep saying that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Oddly, what, uh, yeah, a real one would be great. But so, so here's a question for um, uh, our youngest guru in the house, and you know, I, I don't know how up to speed he is on on what cars cost these days. Well, let me just ask you this, Keith. The first car you ever owned where you were physically making car payments on it. Yeah. Oh, that's what a was your important clarification? Okay. Right. So what 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 did you uh, pay? Okay. Well, what, do you what, want do you want me to tell you what roughly the year was or do we just go Yes, I think that's relevant. Yes. So it would have been 1990. Okay. 1989, 1990. It mm-hmm. was a 1986 Mustang two-door manual transmission, yep. but it was just right. a four-cylinder because, you know, I worked at the grocery store and my parents didn't want me doing donuts in the parking lot. So right. I learned to drive a manual transmission on that car. It was technically the second car that I was allowed to drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first I did not pay for. That was your your clarification, right? Right. So my monthly payment, and and my my family did me a real solid, and they never told me this until years later. I I, I discovered it myself. They never right. let the cat out of the bag. They went and basically worked a deal out where they took they they made it look like I was mailing my payment into a, a payment entity, and it was right. going to like a P.O. box or whatever, and they were taking it. And what they did is they combined my insurance and my car payment into one payment to Ooh, keep it simple for me. And that's then nice. they just printed me up a payment booklet. And I, as far as I knew, I was sending that in to like a bank, but it was yeah, going to clever. them, right? Yeah. And so uh, I want to say with insurance, and that's the imp- important distinction there, uh, $250, $285 a month, something like that. Wow. $285 wow. a month. Wow, and that was in 90? Okay, yeah. It was a five, six-year-old Mustang. Okay, yeah. Well, it still carries a significant price, even a five-year-old Mustang, so it's not cheap. Uh, but that was insurance and and, yeah, and the car payment is itself. Which for a 16-year-old, you know, insurance is pro- was probably it's half that pretty high. payment, right? Yeah, it's pretty high, yeah, until you get into your 30s, yeah, for sure, so... Well, I think my my first car payment um, it was in the uh, early '80s, um, and it was not an insurance. I didn't have an insurance payment included, and it was a brand new vehicle. Um, matter of fact, it was an '80 model. Suzuki Sidekick. No, no, believe it or not, it was a Ford Pinto, man. Wow, in 80, that was right near the end of that. It really was. It was It was the one, it was the trunk version. It was not a hatchback, yep. and it had the uh, Starsky and Hutch uh, styling. The, yeah, like, I remember uh, those, yeah. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a nice ride for what it was. Um, but I think my monthly payment on that was around 120 a month okay. uh, brand, yeah. for a brand-new car. Yeah. 
I think, I don't know how much, you know, my, my dad helped me with, with uh, down payment, but he got it to a manageable car payment for me. I mean, it wasn't, I mean, $120 a month in 1980, that's yeah. still a lot of money. Yeah. Um, and of course I, I haven't had a car payment now for, for probably, I know at least seven years, eight years, maybe. Um, I like to get them and then, you know, take care of them and be this done with right it. This one right here but, is repeatedly trying to get me into a car payment. You know, he just sees all these, this bling and he's like, we <laughs> well, after this here. story, he's, he's, he may, he may understand a little bit more why that, that may not be a re, re, by the as way, much of a, by uh, the way, federal minimum wage, 1980, $3.10 an hour. Oh, I know it all too well, pal. That's uh, you know, three ten an hour, Jay. Yeah. Not a lot of money, pal. Not a lot of money, but I sold a lot of auto parts during those days. So I was, I, I, at least I had a paycheck and I was able to make that, that note. Um, but here we are, fast forward to 2022, middle of a pandemic. I wouldn't say post pandemic yet because we're still going through this stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was just released that the <laughs> people can expect 650 to more than $700 a month for the average monthly car payment in today's times in these situations. 650 to $700 a month. That so is unbelievable. That. In 4 or 5 years if you choose to buy a vehicle. Now that's on a new car or did they clarify? No, that's a new. That's new. So you you would want to Right now, the, the used car market is insanely expensive as well. Mm-hmm. But you're looking at in the neighborhood of a thousand dollars a month for the average car payment. We're getting very close to that. Yeah, which Isn't is that crazy. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it is. It is very crazy. It makes um, me question. Like, I've been thinking about this: how uh, all of the prices are going up for cars and everything. Like, people born just even 50 years into the future like is that going to be really tough for them yeah right well i mean historically that's what inflation does right i think the remedy to that and this is this is where i'm going with this story because it's very important understanding how inflation has affected this you've got the pandemic you've got supply shortages they just I mean, the average cost to build a vehicle has got to be astronomical. I had heard that the Mustang Mach-E, for example, Ford is losing money selling those things. Mm-hmm. We know that Rivian raised their prices to future purchasers. They got they had a lot of backlash because they were going to raise them on current uh, reservation holders. And uh, RJ Scarns took a lot of flack over that and decided to back off on that. But did say that all newer vehicles uh, right. from here to four would, would cost more. Well, they don't more. have a choice. I mean, everything is um, is impacted by supply right now. Right. And even if it's not, I, I've, I know this so well in the RV industry, like they're refusing to even give me a ballpark price now no. on the one that I put an order in for in November of 2021, which still has not started production. Right. Well, as of June 15, by the way, 
Tesla has raised their prices once again. And I think this will be the third price increase in this calendar year. Um, they increased their prices across their entire lineup uh, with the Model X going for as much as $6,000 more than it was two months ago. Um, that's pretty significant. These are these are supply costs. These are passing it on. These are handling. There's you, you got to know that there's there's increases in shipping. There's increases in tariffs, taxes. Uh, of course, fuel prices have increased so much. Uh, so transportation, shipping, et cetera. Like I said, all these things are factoring into this. And then of course the the Feds just they increased the interest rate. It was the highest increase of its size in more than 30 years. All of this is factoring in. And here's where I'm going to take this. How do you remedy that? How do you make it affordable for people to own their own vehicle? What is going on here? Um, I look at, is this a push towards getting people to more of a public mass transportation? Well, but it's happening in more than just um, the auto industry. You know, I mean, it's happening on food. It's happening on consumer goods across the board, right? It is. It is everything. And it, it, it bothers me because Wait, vehicles... Are you conspiracy theory? Are you about well, to go... Well, to me... Okay, we <laughs> right. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it just it bothers me because vehicles are to some people their livelihood, period. Oh, uh, delivery. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Or just some people just they live they can't afford to live in the city. So they live an hour and a half away and they commute in. But my, my point is, is that, you know, we've got all these you know folks that are talking about, you know, environmental issues and all these things and the big push for electric vehicles. Um you know, and then all of a sudden you've got all these high increases in price and, you know, the, the, the wage just not, the wage gap is no longer there. It, it just, it's not there with the price increases. You see what I'm saying? That bothers me. And I just yeah. wonder where we're going with public transportation. Do we in fact have the infrastructure to handle what's coming down the pipe well, with this? The, I would answer that no, resoundingly no, and you already know that. Uh, not in most major cities. There are sure there are some cities that handle it better than others, and he loves those cities, uh, Washington D.C. with the metro line. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, but cities like Nashville, oh, it's a hot mess. You know, and they've toyed with the idea for years. And you know this very well, Jay. They basically it would bankrupt them <laughs> even more bankrupt than they already are right to mm -hmm. go down that road in nashville so um by the way everyone if you're considering moving to nashville we're closed it's a dumpster fire move along uh <laughs> stop moving yeah. in here people so Absolutely. um now the the silver lining here is the model plaid for both the model x and s the mm -hmm. plaid package, I should say, right. has not increased in price yet. So right. best go buy in the top end at this point, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's the X, S, Y, and 3 that have all increased. So, um, But, hey, this same uh, story, uh, which broke uh, just recently. Yeah. Uh, it said the after hours trading of Tesla stock was up nearly six percent. So the stock price is up, right? So here we go, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. this is uh, this has become a dangerous game. 
Yeah. Yes, it has. And, and hence, you have the Fed trying to stop inflation. And it, it's getting, it's getting, it's, I'm nervous. Are you nervous? Oh, I'm absolutely 100% nervous. Um, I My advice to anyone out there, if you can, become debt-free. Um, bottom line, if you have the ability to be able to move through life paying cash for things, um, that's your answer through this problem that we have right now. Don't, don't go into super big debt. Um, you know, I feel so sorry for people that are looking for homes right now. Uh, the, uh, the effect there is just, uh, first of all, there's no inventory. Um, and then when you find one, um, the price has exploded so much due to the, yeah. The, the demand it's, it's um, that people are playing a little bit yeah here, but it's still yeah. out of control right hey look that's why they call us the gurus man we're going right. to steer you down the right path man so and you want to you want to you want to keep uh you want to keep the tesla conversation going for yeah this bit? one this uh, hey look i i found this to be very interesting so um you have heard us many times. You've heard me say this when we're not recording, just in our personal lives, that I am not a huge fan of a lot of the social media platforms and the devices that encourage eavesdropping. Now, we have some of those. We own some of those. Apple kind of is one of the m more famous front runners in trying to they take more steps to protect your privacy than most. Yeah. Not saying they're perfect, but they do make an effort right and we all know and jay and i've talked about it many times on the show they're all listening they're all listening i mean you know jay will have a conversation at home and the next you know time he's on his phone he's getting an ad for whatever he just talked about right so i mean they're all listening and they we all know it and if you don't know it um you i but who but who yeah. seems to be listening the most well, Google. I, I think it's all. You're talking about which company, or which I part mean, of the world? I think it's all about monetization of the end user, the clicker, the person Ab tapping through, right? Absolutely, it is. Um, it's Who data leverage that. It's the bottom line. It's data mining. It is. It is targeting specific groups for monetization, mm -hmm. and that's it. How do you do that? You listen in on what you you watch their clicks. You follow them. That's why now. Uh, when you're browsing, you have the option to agree to cookies or not agree to cookies or agree to select cookies. Um, all that is designed to to improve, they tell you, to improve their ability to, to get you the information that you're looking for. However, the end result is not only does it give them the information that they need for that specific site, it gives them the information to target you for other in, like sites. In many cases, and we've talked about this in the past, did you know, did you know that you could go to a website, Sodshot, and accept cookies for that website? Okay, let's say you go to schmooze.com. I'm just making something up here, okay? <laughs> you leave that website, and then you go over to walmart.com or amazon.com. The first site that you visited that you allowed those cookies to be uh, basically installed in your in your browser's tracking code, they can follow you after you leave their website and see what you buy on a competitor's website. Wow. 
So yes. once you're gone from the website that you agreed to, you gave consent to install those cookies, those cookies aren't dead. They continue to follow you. That's right. That's crazy. It's pretty dirty politics. Now, yeah. the other thing to that is the location service is part of that as well, right. where they want they say they want to help improve. If you let us know where you're at, we can tell you what stores around you have that. But what that also does is it gives them a demographic. Right look into what you're looking at and your age and all that stuff plays into this stuff. This is so important. So what we're getting at is this, <laughs> is that while, while we know this is going on, they're listening, they're watching, um, China is very aware as well. And uh, China has officially banned Teslas for two months from a town uh, outside of Beijing that hosts their secretive Chinese leadership meetings and gatherings. Um, it says, starting on July 1, Tesla vehicles will be banned from the area. A local police official told Reuters this, by the way. This is a Reuters story. The official did not provide an official reason for the decision to ban the American vehicles, but did say that it concerned national affairs. Okay. Tons what microphones does microphones in those cars, right? Cameras. There's cameras everywhere. There's microphones in it. There's probably recordation devices that black box that we are not even aware of as consumers right. that are on there. I mean, I will guarantee you on your iPhone or your Samsung Galaxy that you hold in your hand every day, you have not gone into the depths of that phone to turn off certain features that are defaulted specifically to get your information. So I'm sure that Tesla defaults a lot of those uh, those things as well. And that is what concerns the Chinese. So what is the name of that town? Uh, the name of that town is Bidai. Uh, Bidai. It's outside of Beijing. Um, so it sounds it is, like they're having a summit. Oh, yeah. They all, yeah, they have, they have summits. Nah, we'll let it go. Um, uh, they they said that the Chinese government does not normally announce the dates of, of its conclave, mm -hmm. uh, the closed door meetings in which senior government leaders discuss personal moves and policy yeah. ideas, does normally take place in the summer months in the city, which is a beach resort to the east of Beijing, okay. Okay. which is a city I've never been to, but I have heard of it. I, I've heard of it mentioned because. Um, there are a lot of cities uh, up and down the coast of China, uh, specifically Beijing and Shanghai and Hong Kong, uh, that are very U.S.-like, Western-like, if mm -hmm. you will. Um, Shanghai, in fact, is referred to as the New York of, of China, basically. I think, it's, um, I think it's too late. Oh, I do too. I think uh, there's so many surveillance devices in so many products now that i i just think it's you're 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 trying to stop like you, you know your arm has been amputated and you're trying to fix it with a one of those little band-aids that you get in the swimming pool with when you have a cut right. your finger it's yeah. just i just you know yeah no no I, I hear you but i i've traveled to china and i can tell you that there are certain features on your phone that will not work and obviously social media platforms are not allowed um, you will not have access to right. that. There are, there's a, you are, you are being surveilled and you are, you are being, 
uh, allowed uh, by their government what you can and cannot do. How about I got an idea? I, I can I can I can fix this. Okay. 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 Have you started watching Star Trek Discovery yet? You keep asking me that. No, I have not. Right. I, I, you got to call on that, man. You said you were going to do it this summer. I've been busy podcasting, right. man. And now it's summer. So there so you go. So they all have their, you know, their communicator badges, right? Which right. they do a good job of in the Discovery TV show. of like They actually have a little collector's case where it shows all the different oh. like, visions of the badge. They, cool. They a little shot of that on the show. So how about we wear a device a la Star Trek communicator badge. Yeah. And it, but instead of like talking to the ship there in orbit around the planet, mm-hmm. it just emits some sort of white noise interference that messes with <laughs> all the you know frequency recording devices. Think about it. Like you and I've done stuff many times where it's like we're getting feedback from somewhere in that mic or that camera's mic is getting a weird Where's that coming from, right? Like, right. It's so easy to do it unintentionally. Mm-hmm. What What about creating a device that intentionally causes interference and and you know it makes it unintelligible? Yeah. Well, hey, don't we already have that? Huh? I'm. I, look, you guys. Like, I understand somebody's going to take this idea, and they're going to run with it, which is great. Maybe just give us a little nod here, you know. Yeah. Put, you know, call it the PCG or just give us something out of this, right? <laughs> right. I mean, what were you going to say, Sai Chai? You were saying something? Uh, yeah. I was going to say, you know what the Chinese government is doing right now? What? Marking down Elon Musk's social credit score. Uh, <laughs> nice. I love it. Nice. I love it. Well, hey, you know, there's been a lot of there's been a lot of <laughs> speculation with his uh, endeavor into Twitter. Um, and we shall see uh, where that lands him. Um, exactly, exactly. So, but there you have it. So Tesla's uh, going to be banned for uh, for for some weeks, sometimes uh, due to um, political uh, um, scrutiny, if you yeah, will. There you go. So, wow. So we got. Let's pick one of the two. What are we going to go with? Baby Jeep, no, 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 no. All right, and I want you guys. This is this is your baby right here, okay? Yep. All right, so uh, I'm gonna hand this one off to you guys, um, and I think that um, you know I need to hear from our youngest guru on this one what he thinks All too. Right. So now you, I'm not sure how much you watch the show or listen to the show. Not as much as you should. I know that. Okay, um, but uh, Stellantis. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, announced, we announced for them, uh, what, Jay, a couple months back that they were working mm-hmm. on a fully electric Jeep. Not, Correct. Not a plug-in hybrid like in the 4xe, but a fully electric. Fully Jeep. electric that was vehicle. Gonna be, they called it an SUV. Right. I thought it looked a little bit more like it would be in the crossover category, but it, yeah, in styling, it resembles the Cherokee. Right. right. A little bit. Okay. Yeah, it does. And you yep. can see the, the, the resemblance there. It's like a small, yeah, it's, it has the profile of that. Yes, I agree with that. And we said at the time, and here's where I'm going with this, we said at the time, huh, I wonder why they started with one that size. I wonder why they didn't start with a smaller one. 
Right. Here huh. you go. Hmm. So, I mean, is it just, oh, I smacked the mic. Is it, do you remember that conversation, right? I it's remember like it. There. I remember it 100%. Right. So now we have the smaller one, which the internet is calling the baby Jeep. Okay. Right. Now right. it's got the camouflage on it. You can see it right here in the picture. But ain't it cute? Ain't it cute? <laughs> right. It's it's like the type of car that's like, oh yeah, I'm an SUV, and in reality, it's like, no, that's just a really small crossover. Well, but you know, you're getting into almost Mini Cooper territory here now, right? You are. What would something like this potentially be used for, or who potentially w would? go after this do you think this is a good idea and if so who's gonna buy it um i think this is actually a pretty good idea and i feel like it's a really good city car so it's it's not too big but it's like uh just big enough for like daily things that you're gonna do and i feel like this is kind of an everyday car which are always good sellers well most of the time okay, okay. So, so the obvious advantage here jay to doing a smaller ev one of the obvious advantages to me is price right you make a smaller vehicle it's lighter it costs less to produce there's fewer components in it you can sell it for less am i right, right? absolutely okay. If this thing doesn't beat the pants off of some of the larger versions in range, I don't know that it's going to be successful for them. And here's what I mean by that. That thing better be able to get 50 to 100 mile uh, plug-in range better than maybe a Mach-E or yeah. a larger crossover. Otherwise, what's the point, right? How much less is it going to cost? Right. Uh, that remains to be seen because there, I, I did not turn up any actual figures on what this thing may go for. Um, obviously, folks, this is a Stellantis venture with the Jeep name, mm -hmm. um, which in fact, and I want to bring this up. We did a real quick podcast on the uh, uh, where Stellantis had had basically took Jeepster and they trade named it, right? Right. Or in copyrighted or whatever they did there. And we we're like, what in the world they could do with that? And um, is this the is this the BMW one series? Like commonly referred to as the poor man's BMW. It's like you can get a Jeep, you can get an electric Jeep on the cheap, and here's what it is. Do you think that's what uh, they're going? They're gonna use leverage the name? I I, I, I think so, but you're you're talking you've got three players here. Um you've got it's it's a Remember who Stellantis is, who's under that nameplate. You know, you kind of wonder what Fiat's going to be used for because it ain't working in the States. You got to wonder what Peugeot will never happen in the but U.S. This has the Jeep front end. You wouldn't call it a Fiat with that front end, right? That, that's correct. Um, but what they do go on to say is that Stellantis has used some of the Peugeot features, um, the Opel Mocha. Um, there, there are a lot of platforms that they have taken to put this thing together i'm gonna, I'm gonna just completely mess this segment up we're gonna go with the pew jeep the pew jeep the i like Jeepo, it the jeepo <laughs> jopel the the jokel the oh this is gonna get crazy the, the jeepel 
the the I'm trying to combine fiat with hey everybody leave us a comment give us some ideas here the, exactly uh, I like G-Bot. that I like the feet the feet the feet the feet there you I go. like it the feet um <laughs> so oh, and boy. again you know I'm one look when I look at this thing and I think that um, Sideshot had had mentioned this you know what it looks like it looks like it's small enough. Um, and obviously, and again, let me just make this very clear, folks. Right now, Stellantis has no intention, or Jeep has no intention of selling this in the U.S. Um, oh, this but is you can't. That's I mean, right now, yeah. That's that's Apple it, saying we're not going to tell you it exists until we tell you it exists, right? Right. They're gonna they're gonna try this thing out in, in the European market first, which makes sense on size. And you were saying size. How right. does this play into why is this important as an all-electric Jeep? What's the point here? But I'm telling okay. you, if it takes off, it, less than a year later, they've got a U.S. version. Oh, they will. It'll happen. But that market is going to set the bar for us. And, you know, there's a lot of Jeep lovers in Europe, man. Um, I think it, it's a good marketing uh, plan for them on this thing. And I think they'll sell a ton of them. It looks pretty good. Um, I did notice that the fuel, the traditional fuel door, which is typically on those things it's on the driver's side rear quarter yeah, panel right it's in that same spot yes so that interesting you know i'm i always go to that when we start talking about electrified vehicles it's like where did they put the plug right right um look the jeep renegade lights man it looks like the jeep renegade tail lights on there mm-hmm. i mean there's so many features they're using um taken from that euro jeep yeah, Euro, Euro Jeep. That's it. I mean, it's exactly what yeah. it is. I mean, to me, that really looks... It It doesn't look so much like a Jeep. It looks like a Peugeot. Right. Exactly. Car, Makes sense. That's felt like now, it's meant to be in Europe. Now, if you look at the two yellow renderings, the, the, the last two photos, Keith? Well, isn't that the... That's the previous model that we talked about that they released first. They announced here in the United States. Is it not? Or is well, this is this is this is not. Okay. That's that's a, that's a different version. Okay. Um, and and again, it takes it takes that shape of where it looks like just a miniature Cherokee. It really does. Yeah, agreed. It's man, the camouflage does a good job of making it hard to see styling. Yeah. So, um, who's going to get over to Europe and test drive one of these things? Well, and so it looks like it's got suicide doors for the back doors. There's no handles on the, it looks like a four door, but those back two doors appear to have no handles, meaning you have to open the front door first, then open the, the, the rear door, right? Yeah. Do um, you notice, yeah, do you notice the camo, um, yeah. on the back Ooh, window? Wonder why that is. Yeah, why would you put camo on a window? Um, what's back there um, that? But they they, know, they even put it on the roof racks, you know. Yeah, but I just wonder why they would put the camo over that. And I agree with you. No, I think I see the uh, the back door handle. Yeah, it's uh. It's up it's, b- behind the. It's on the upper middle of the window. Yeah, we found it. You see it? Yeah. That's up um, in the in the window glass area in the corner. That's odd. It's like 
looks like the juke. How many? Uh, how many? Of, yeah, yeah, how do I open you know this what? Door? How am I going to get that? How do you open this back I door? I think. I think that side shot is onto something. That this is Jeep's version of a juke. Juke, which we've owned, which was a fun little all-wheel drive vehicle. I've driven car. them. Yeah. Ugly though. Ugly. Yeah, oh. you say that. It's uh, it's polarizing. It's one or the other. You get extremes, right? Especially when it's yellow. Oh yeah, yeah. we had a white. Yeah, one. it looks like a Klingon to me, man. <laughs> yeah. So, so what do you think, side shot? Here, your prediction on this. What do you think? Will it come to the United States? I think it will, but I don't think it'll do as well as like uh, a Grand Cherokee or like um, the some of the other really off-road mm-hmm. Jeeps because that's what Jeep is known for. Right here. And, yeah, here. But I I kind of don't think many people would go to Jeep for like a more compact car or like uh, a smaller crossover. Yeah. Well, I but see that. Yeah. in most places here in the United States, we have gas at nearing $5 a gallon now. So yeah. who knows the what more, the next six months is going to bring? $6. Yeah. I think that's where the electric vehicle segment is going to thrive. Right. Is in the short range vehicles. Yeah. The, the cheaper short-range vehicles because people are there's so many more people working remotely, they don't have to travel those great distances. Keep right. a keep a gasoline engine vehicle in your fleet for home for that, and then keep now, the other you one. You give for, this for thing community. 400 miles of range, you knock it out of the park. Yeah, yeah. Well, that would do great. Yeah. Well, there there's some things that Stellantis is working on That's in Europe. What's in that back seat, Jay. It's just a big battery bank. Well, it could be. Now, remember, didn't Stellantis come out where they have put the um, charging capabilities actually in the highway, in the road? Remember, we did a segment yeah, on induction, our... right. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, we'll see where that leads. You know, maybe this is part of that um, where they're, you know, they're, they're, they're testing the waters there. But Stellantis is also one of those manufacturers that says that the industry's demands to produce EVs is just not logical. Um, from a they can't, cost perspective. From a cost perspective. Right. right. So we shall see how this pans out. So there you have it. The new um, baby Jeep or what we think no, we're going to no, be no, calling. No, no, no. Yeah. Yeah. The Jeepster or what you call a FEEP. So it's a half Fiat, half Jeep, a FEEP. The, the jury's out, everybody. Again, leave us a comment. Let us know. You probably come up with something better than we did. A Peugeot Jeep, a PEEP. Jeepo. I like a peep. <laughs> I can't wait to see the thumbnail on this one. Oh, yeah, the peeps. peeps well, if you peeps. put a yellow peep, a yellow duck peep in there, man, it would be fine. There so you there you go. You could put wow, wow. Those little bubble things on the dash. It's a little <laughs> Right. Peep. There you go, man. There you go. So there you have it, man. What a what a good good uh, selection of uh, different material for today. Some different information. We hey, folks, we got to tell you if you're not subscribed to the show, you're missing out. Hey, Seriously. If the ratings drop for this one, the kid never comes back. Everybody, make sure you're subscribed. <laughs> <laughs> the kid gets it. He gets the axe. But I can hear him over there going. But I still get the Bugatti, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 So anyway, hey everybody, thank you, thank you, thank you for listening to our show today. Um, 
we uh, we would love to have you as a permanent member of our audience. Make sure you do that by going to partscountaguru.com. Um, and then when you're there, make sure you click the podcast links and go down there and subscribe to your favorite, you know, platform. I like, I'm a Spotify guy. I like Spotify. I like Apple podcasts. So either one would be fine with me, but whatever your choice is, please just make sure you subscribe. And thanks for helping us for doing that. Feel free to leave us uh, you know, a little, little, little something, something on the Patreon page there that helps us uh, continue to do this stuff. Make sure you go over to youtube.com forward slash parts counter gurus for any of the video segments that come out of this thing. And uh, what color do they have to change that button to side shot? Gray. Correct. And if they will ring that bell or click that bell, I should say, uh, then you will be notified uh, when any of these video segments come out. You can also follow us on our social media platforms, which is um, over on Facebook. We're at facebook.com forward slash parts counter gurus. We're on instagram.com forward slash the parts counter gurus. We are also on Twitter. Um, we're pretty active over there. So make sure you check us out. Our handle over there is at The Counter Show. And uh, that is the show that you're watching today. And thanks so much for watching and or listening. And we appreciate it so much. I've got a public service announcement here. Okay. And this is something different, but I think it's for a good cause. And, and Sideshot just pitched this to I knew about it before he pitched it to me. Okay. And if you didn't know about it, you might you might learn something. He's going to put a little bit of pressure on me because now it means we have to get this podcast out before Independence Day. But I, I think we, we're going to be able to do that anyway. Okay. So I, I'm going to set this up, but I'm not going to. I'm going to let you explain it. So get ready to do that. Yeah. And I, I think there's more upside than downside in uh, this experiment. It is not a political experiment, um, but it, it is something that I feel like if it if there's a chance it could work why not and so right. this is this is coming from the kid everybody this is not jri he has a request to make you want to explain what the uh what, what the, the the premise of this of what's going on this he's seen this a lot on social media lately i will tell okay you. um so they are planning to you'll probably have a couple days if if you see this in time um a lot of people are planning on sort of it's like a boycott not buying gas uh from july 3rd through 5th three days uh if you can not buy gas there are a lot of people trying to see if that will bring the price down and i think there could be a good chance if a lot of people share this uh tell your friends like go tell everybody if you think it's a good idea i think it could work uh so make sure you tell everybody about it and it's just do not buy the concept is do not buy gas from july 3rd through 5th so did you know about this jay i did not know about okay. that this is good so now you're going to see it everywhere that it's kind of like that word you've heard and you're like oh, right. everybody's using that word it's right. been circulating there is a basically a premise that it will impact uh, sales by the by the uh, petroleum companies enough that they will not bring the price down. down, right? Yeah, and yeah. I've heard speculation around this in years past, but I don't know. So, you know, basically, he's not saying you can't put you can't put gas in your vehicle. 
I think what they're asking is, and what Side Shot's asking is, do it the day before. Yeah. You know, right. if you gas up once a week or twice a week, try not to fuel up the third, fourth, or fifth. And then we'll look at the stats. We'll see. It'll be on. It'll be on the news uh, two days later, there and we'll see the success of that. So that's a good. I, I like it. I'll be part of that. I will not buy gas. I will make sure that I have my gas before those two days. You're, hey, it's um, your responsibility in our family to remind us of that because we will be traveling and we will need to make sure we're gassed up. And everybody, you're welcome to share this notion. I'm sure we can do a little clip segment yeah. of this or whatever and uh, tell them the kids sent you. <laughs> yeah, make sure make sure you tell everybody, even though you may not like it, your friends may like it or your parents may like it. Who Like anything, well, even though... You may be like, oh, what if I want idea. gas to get to ten dollars a gallon? Then I should go buy gas, right? On the fourth. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Keep buying those EVs. That gas will yeah. keep going up. Yeah. All right, all right. Thanks. Is that is that the, that's the gist of it, right? Yep. Okay. So three days without gas. And those days, all right. One more time are July third, fourth, and fifth. Got it. Okay. All right. Done. All right. So there. That's the show for today, right, Jay? That's Anything it, got? man. Yeah. All right. I thought no, so. We're, just we're, making sure. Yeah, we've touched on it all. Again, another exciting week in the automotive world and, and beyond. So uh, Maybe as you're listening to this, everybody, uh, thank you again for making us a part of your regular lives. Uh, we are going to probably have a little vacation breaky. Uh, and Jay's pumping out some videos. We may not have another podcast for a week or two after this one. And just know that that doesn't mean we don't love you. It just means we're out exploring. That means we're human and we yeah. need a break. Yeah. So yeah. there you go. Uh, so, okay. Until next time, whenever that is, that's my pal Jay over there. That's side shot over there. Boy, this is getting weird. <laughs> Just got caught in the middle of an intersection, as usual. I'm Keith. Uh, words from Mark Twain. The secret of success is to make your vocation a vacation. Ah. I almost made that sound like an audio glitch, didn't I? Oh, uh, You did, yeah. I like it, though like Wayne's World in the drive-thru. All right, everybody, thank you again. We'll see you next time.